What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Carnes, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Hammock. Daniel, it's been a while, but we're back. We are wearing NFL jerseys because, hey, this is the one week out of the year where college football fans and NFL fans have one thing in common, and that's the NFL draft happening this Thursday. The first round starts. So you and I are going to do a first-round mock draft. Oh, yeah. This is – Jacob, you've known me for a while now. You know that this is basically a holiday for me. Um, in many ways, I'm more of a fan of the NFL offseason, the actual season. Maybe that's because I've grown up a Falcons fan. Um, I don't know. But, you know, for me, it's gone back to way before, you know, uh, it kind of became big for everybody else. I mean, 2008, when the Falcons took Matt Ryan, I'm wearing his jersey now. Um I actually stayed home from junior prom. I was invited. I had a ticket for me, you know, all these things provided, but I had made a conscious effort to not go that year. So I decided to stay home and watch the NFL draft. And it was worth it. Falcons took Matt Ryan third overall and all my friends who were at junior prom were texting me and saying, Hey man, who did we get? Because, you know, it seems like, you know, 30 years ago, but uh, we didn't have internet on our phones, really. It was very limited. So all my friends couldn't follow along on Twitter. Twitter was a newborn baby. So they couldn't follow along in 2008. So right. I was kind of alone and just watching it by myself. And I had all the information and they had me texting them. So it was a great time. And I mean, this is this is as deep a draft and as fun a draft, draft as I can remember um, with all of the big name players uh, ready to go. Absolutely. So we're going to dive in again. Hey, if you're a college football fan, you don't like the NFL, maybe, maybe this is the one topic that, again, intersects because you want to see where your favorite team's players go. I just love seeing as a college football fan, I, you know, Josh Pate talks about it with his mock community trademark. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we watch these college, that's right. We watch these college players. And we're like, oh, like, like we know how good they are. We watch them here. And then every year there's a couple players that the mock community just loves over the people that we've watched in college football saying, hey, this guy's a, like a bona fide like NFL starter right here. And you've got these other players above him. And, and we've been right about a few of them. The famous ones, I mean, Deshaun Watson versus Mitch Trubisky, right? Like college football – fans and experts were screaming at the NFL guys like you you can't be serious <laughs> like it's Deshaun Watson this is right. you know we saw this happen his, before he beat Alabama years. yeah that's right um so yeah so we might have one of those picks here in the beginning but so Daniel we've already you know drawn our names out of a hat I've got first pick so I'll be having all of the odd picks and you will be having all of the even picks we're doing first round only no, we're gonna, not going to do any trades. We're just going to leave the pick order as is currently. Right. And we're going to take the player that if we were the GM of that team, who we would take. So that's best on based on team need. And then, hey, like what what's available for the team at that spot during our draft? So and this that's is, how we're... I mean, yeah, the way these fall, I mean, you know, it could get fun because – the first four picks you've seen probably, or first at least three picks you've seen the same on every mock. And it's probably going to be different for us because we don't want certain players to get away. 
we'll we'll get into that real quick. <laughs> All right, let's let's start. First pick, Jacksonville. This will not be one of the ones that's different. Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's been since he's coming out of high school. He was the number one overall player in the 27, 24 seven composite ranking. He like Clemson for three seasons. Only lost only lost one regular season game. I mean, he's a bona fide NFL quarterback. Like he's a once in a decade kind of prospect. He's a Peyton Manning type of quarterback. No, he's more of an Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback. For being honest, with the legs. So, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence. Not much more to say. Yeah, I, it's one of these where it almost becomes we're we're we almost devalue him because it's been such a since his freshman year, it's been like, oh, yeah, he's going to go number one overall one day. So, uh, excellent pick. Can't say I'm surprised. Um, a lot of times we try to outthink the room here, um, but I just go with the best player at the best position. So, I'm going to go with the second best quarterback on the board, and I'm going to draft Justin Fields. Heck, yeah, you are. To the Jets. I mean it- – I mean- you and yeah. I feel the same way about this. Justin it's Fields obvious. is closer to Trevor Lawrence than any other quarterback is to Justin Fields. It, it's it's just that simple. They were number one and two coming out of high school. Some players had Justin Fields ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence. In fact, 24-7, just their ranking, had Justin Fields as the number one overall player coming out of high school. Right. I think he's the second best overall prospect. Like, not just quarterback. I think he's second-best overall player in this draft. Yeah. He definitely – I mean, and he's a premium position. So, it's like I, I have him as a top-four prospect overall, um, but he's the second-best quarterback to me. So, um, yeah, to me this is a no-brainer. If you've got a quarterback need, I think there's two elite options in this draft, and it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So, 49ers here, I'm going to reach a little bit based on – overall best players but the 49ers traded to this pick so that they can get their next quarterback like Kyle Shanahan's talked about it they're drafting a quarterback at three that's right that's going to happen so I will take the player who I think is the third best quarterback in this draft and that is Mac Jones Alabama interesting part here is that Steve Sarkeesian had to learn the Kyle Shanahan offense in Atlanta and run it and then he brought that to Alabama and basically trained Mac Jones in the Kyle Shanahan offense. So now Shanahan's basically getting a guy that was groomed to be his quarterback the whole time. So great job for Shanahan. And also he just probably wants to be vain because he's this guy who's like, I can win with anybody. And now he's got Mac Jones who doesn't have all the tools, the other guys, but is extremely efficient. So love the pick. Definitely think that's a good way to go. Um, Okay. Next, my Atlanta Falcons. Okay, you've taken the quarterback that I want. I really would like for them to draft Justin Fields if he's there. Yes. Okay, if it's four and he's gone, in real life, I'm potentially trading back at this point. I don't want any of the quarterbacks that are left at this spot. Um, But we're not trading. So I'm going to take the best player available. I'm going to kind of look ahead a little bit and I'm going to say Julio Jones probably not going to be there very long. I'm going to take Jamar Chase from LSU. Good pick. So let me ask you this. Jamar Chase versus Penny Sewell. 
Um, I think those are the next two best available in my mind. Yeah. So thoughts on taking a tackle versus a receiver there? Is it just because of Julio? Um, it's not just because gone? of Julio for the Falcons. Um, they just pay Jake Matthews a lot of money at left tackle. If you kick him in the guard, you can, but then you're overpaying a guard to be a tackle. Um, you can draft Panay Sewell as a guard. That's a little rich for me. This guard draft is very deep, so you don't have to draft one at four to get value. Um, I actually value Rashawn Slater higher than Panay Sewell at tackle. Um, if you look at the other side, they spent first-round picks on both Caleb McGarry and uh, Chris Lindstrom guard and tackle on the right side. I just don't see the Falcons taking somebody at four. I do see them drafting an interior offensive lineman to either be a center or a guard in the second, third, or fourth round, but not here. All right. Next we get the Bengals. Hey, if you're, you know, if you're the Bengals at this point, I think you want Jamar Chase. Now he's mm-hmm. gone. So I think this makes this decision very easy. I know a lot of people want to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase back together, including oh, yeah. myself. That's just, I just very ruined fun. it for everybody. Yeah. But if I'm the Bengals here, Joe Burrow can't throw to Jamar Chase if he's on his back every play. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm taking offensive line with this pick. And I'll take who I think is the best offensive lineman prospect in the draft. I'll take Panay Sewell at five off at the tackle. Let's get some backside help for Joe Burrow, especially coming off of an injury. Like, this to me as a franchise is like, hey, we're going to protect our guy. Like, we got our guy last year. Let's go protect him. He'll get it to weapons. Like, go get it. Go get yourself an offensive line. I love it. Um, Also, I mean, what happened to Burrow last year? He tore his ACL. Mm -hmm. So, you can't do that. You can't have your quarterback getting hurt. Got to yep. protect him. So love that pick. I think it's extreme, extremely good value for where they are and what they're looking for. Next, we have the Dolphins. They famously have traded back and then traded back up. So they traded back to 12 from, from three and then traded back up to six. They have two first-round picks. Um, I, for them, love two players – but how how awesome would it be for Devontae Smith to play with uh, to play with Tua Tagovailoa again? So I'm taking Devontae Smith sixth overall to the Dolphins. I like it. I think they need some offensive line help, but I mean, Devontae Smith, he's just I mean, that's fun. <laughs> it's like the Jamar Chase of the Bengals, like right. It's just fun, and that's the second best receiver prospect on the board. I, I think you can argue Smith over Chase. I just think Chase has he's bigger. Like he's just as fast. He has just as good hands. So to me it's like the tools are all the same. Chase is just a little bit bigger. Yeah, so that's where both I'm at with award winners. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with either. Um all right, seven we have the Lions. I mean I'm looking at this is a deep receiver draft. I'll go ahead and do receiver. I'll draft the next best receiver in the draft. Jalen Waddle, Alabama so there we go. No surprise here. Two Alabama wide receivers taking the top seven picks. I mean, you kind of expect it at this point. Right. What was it? Two in the top 15 last year? Yeah, um, it was. I, I really i am surprised um, a little bit. Not I mean, I think the Lions can use a lot of different things. Um, 
personally, if I was them, I'd probably take Rashawn Slater uh, at, at offensive tackle, especially that head coach, um, forget his name, but his opening press conference, he talked about chewing kneecaps off and stuff. So um, <laughs> football guy, big football he just, guy. He, he just seems like an offensive tackle <laughs> in the first round kind of guy, but you oh, know yeah. what? He probably loves the toughness of Jalen Waddle playing on, you know, a broken, a broken ankle. ankle. Yeah. yeah. So uh, impressive there. Okay. Big football guy. Big, big football <laughs> guy. Um, all right. The Panthers. So they famously have traded for Sam Darnold as their quarterback. Um, I think that, you know, they've got a ton of receiver talent around him. They've got Christian McCaffrey behind him. We could go defense here. But I'm going to take the guy I was just talking about. Rashawn Slater, I believe, to be the best tackle in the draft. I think he's that stalwart left tackle. You're talking about providing what the Jets couldn't provide, um, which is protection and, you know, playmakers around him. I think this is a great place for Sam Darnold to thrive. Um, If you told me beforehand that Zach Wilson and Trey Lance were going to be on the board, probably wouldn't have made the trade for Sam Darnold, and I would have probably taken one of them. But they've already made that trade, so let's take Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. So this, I'm I'm interested to see your next pick because it's setting up perfectly for the Cowboys. I'm you know I'm wearing my Des Bryant jersey, you know, rip. He's not dead, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so at, at nine though the Broncos. There's nothing that John Elway loves more than an undersized quarterback. So Zach Wilson, BYU, <laughs> right here at nine for the Broncos. Look, he you know. Elway, he's he's drafted Drew Locke. You know, he's got <laughs> Osweiler, who is, you know, underrated, not really, but Elway loves either a smaller guy or a guy who's overlooked, whatever. Wilson's not being overlooked. I'm with you in that. I just think he's the fourth or fifth best quarterback prospect in this draft. Right. So if you're the Broncos and you're getting Wilson at nine, huge value pick. Like, I think this is a great spot to take Wilson. That'll be a huge win for the Broncos. Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. Don't mess this one up. This one's easy. This is a layup. Yeah, it is a layup. Um, I think that, you know, Trey Lance – I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Cowboys definitely could use offensive tackle here. I like if, if Slater drops to this pick. With an aging offensive line, I actually do like them to take someone like that. Um, they have a big need in the front seven on defense. At 10, it's just a little high for that. A lot of people have them getting a cornerback. But if an offensive weapon who is potentially a top two or three player like yeah. Kyle Pitts is available, which they might trade up to get this dude. Yeah, if I he's mean, sitting there after five. I, I could definitely see calls. them. I could definitely see them moving up. Dak Prescott just getting surrounded by more and more talent. Kyle Pitts is potentially a generational player. Definitely going Kyle Pitts to Dallas, the tight end from Florida. That that'd be a fun offense. Just with like with with skill players. I mean, you've got you've got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, um, Kyle Pitts at that point, Zeke, Dak. I mean, that'd be a fun offense to watch. Michael Gallup. All right. So the Giants at 11. You need offensive line at this point. Ooh. 
You know, a player that is not getting a lot of love that I'm actually a bit, eh, I'm thinking. So Christian Darasaw, Virginia Tech, Yeah, he is very highly, highly touted, highly ranked. But two players that I like better than him, honestly, are Vera Tucker from UFC and Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I, I don't get why Leatherwood is ranked as low as he is on a lot of big boards. Um, you know, I'm not an NFL guy, but I watched Alex Leatherwood play. And I think he is an unbelievable left tackle. But you know what? I'll take from USC. I'll take Elijah Vera Tucker tackle for the Giants. I like Boom. it. I like it. Okay. Now we're coming up to the Eagles who had the sixth overall pick and have traded back with the Dolphins, and so now they're at 12. They have a lot of needs. They have recently said that they're all in on Jalen Hurts, um, and they want to surround him with talent. Or, you know, I believe it. At this point, a lot of offensive weapons have come off the board. It would be hard for me to say at 12 that they go – get a running back or go get one of these that defense is really looking like the pick for them at this point, but we didn't know Trey Lance was going to be available. I'm going to take Trey Lance to go to the Eagles because I'm not sold. I'm not, I think that they would unsell themselves on Jalen hurts if Lance was available. So I would at least take him because you don't want to set yourself back. They just traded away Carson Wentz, which (laughs) traded away one North Dakota State quarterback and potentially taking another. But Trey Lance to the Eagles. I like it. So at 13, you get the Chargers. Justin Herbert, let's – I'm debating. Corner or protect Justin Herbert? Let's protect your franchise player. Uh, I will now draft Alex Leatherwood, Alabama. Offensive tackle. Probably a reach to some NFL guys, but I I just love Alex Leatherwood. Big fan. You could play him at four spots on the offensive line. So he's getting projected a lot at guard, but he's still long enough to obviously be a tackle because he was at Alabama. So love the pick. Next is the Vikings. So at this point, you really start to look you got some ballers out there Um, as far as defense goes. You've got some really big time corners. You've got some guys who can be some good pass rushers. If I'm the Vikings, I am going to take the best player available, cornerback Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. You can never have enough cornerbacks, especially when they're – rookie contracts run up and you got to pay them more money, you can draft another guy. And if this guy drops to you, you definitely don't want to pass him up. Patriots are in a similar situation in that quarterback and wide receiver, you know, you'd be reaching at this point to go get somebody. You could argue a shot Bateman here. You know, the next best available quarterback is probably Kyle Trask, which is a great Patriots fit <laughs> to be honest, but I don't know about 15, so I'll take best player available 
on the defensive side of the ball, if Micah Parsons has fallen to 15, you yeah. just draft him. <laughs> like, just pick him. And similar to Pastor Tan, like, if he's fallen to 14, draft him. And Micah Parsons is here at 15 and draft him. He could play all over the place on that defense, too. So he, he's, he's one of those new age linebackers, just like, yeah, quick, big, can guard a tight end, can guard a running back in the, in the uh, pass game, can fill holes in the run game. He, you know, he's ridiculous. All right, pick 16, the Cardinals. All right. So at this point, I'm starting to look around, starting to see, you know, what's available. I really do. I like Christian Derrishaw. I think he's one of the better just true tackles in here. Uh, He can play left or right tackle. Um, I think that it's a good investment while you still have a young mobile quarterback to go ahead and get a tackle. He could be left or right, depending upon – where your biggest need might be. So I'm going to go ahead and take Christian Derrishaw, offensive tackle Virginia Tech, to the Arizona Cardinals. While we're um, doing that, it looks like, you know, we're one, one halfway through the draft. How do you feel so far about it, Jacob? I'm feeling good. I, I don't know who has a better draft, but I'm feeling good in that we're, we're taking players at their value. We, I feel like the only reach has been me for Alex Leatherwood, but hey. That Alabama offense just yeah, had my went, eyes googly. Yeah, you wouldn't need there, but whatever. I mean, the Chargers, I'm sure, will eventually be happy with that. Um, with that being said, we'd love for you guys to go ahead and, you know, before we get to the second half of this draft, follow us on social media at the Extra Point Pod on both Instagram and uh, Facebook. Um, go to those bios, go to the link tree. That's where you can find our YouTube channel. Um, once you get to YouTube, subscribe, it'll make things easier. Hit the notifications bar, do all of those things. We really appreciate any, any feedback, anything like that. We're going to probably put some, uh, some different graphics up and things like that. We want you guys to interact with us. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, you know, what, if it seems like we're crazy, if you, you know, really like your team's pick, whatever it might be, uh, let us know, um, you know, and definitely share your thoughts in a review, like a five-star review on Apple podcasts, um, comment on YouTube, do all of those. Let us know. We want to definitely get more involved with you um, and, you know, bring the best content to you as we go forward. But with that being said, Jacob, let's resume our draft with pick number 17. Oakland Raiders need some help in the secondary. Oakland. You've got, excuse me, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders need some help in the secondary. Ooh, what am I, 2019? Um, so uh, you've got a couple good, you've got several good options available, to be honest. You, you have your next three best corners available. You also have the best safety available. Then uh, Trayvon Morig. So I, you know, I'll, I'll go J.C. Horn. South Carolina, he's long. He's like an NFL prototype corner. So uh, he, he's got all the tools. I think he can develop at the next level. So J.C. Horn, South Carolina corner. Son of Joe Horn, former wide receiver, NFL wide receiver. So top two corners in this draft, both had dads that played in the NFL. So there we go. Definitely, you know, I don't know if you're going to win some sort of bingo with that, but that's <laughs> – some trivia night. bet from 20 you're, years ago. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, all right. So, next, I have the Dolphins' second pick, and this is at 18. So, 
reminder, the Dolphins took Devontae Smith to add to that already talented, you know, group of receivers with Devontae Parker. So now they got two Devontae's definitely throwing the ball around with Tua Togavaloa. Well, how about we just bring this whole Alabama fun back to <laughs> back down to South Beach where they've won championships after championships. Let's get Najee Harris at running back. Oh, to go in and play with Tua as well as Devontae Smith. So I really thought you were going to go uh, Christian Barmore there. No. When you were saying Alabama, I was like, okay. Najee. I mean, I love Najee. You and I both said, I think he's RB1. Yeah. You know, as people who root for the Falcons, I'm hoping he's available, you know, for the second round. In round early, two, or they can somehow trade back into the first round and get him. Again, um, this is, if we are these teams – what are we taking? And this is what we're taking. Like Najee his, Harris, we he's he's got it all. His only question is runaway speed, and that's no. I, I say that the tape shows that he's got it, but he never ran his he never ran his forty, and so the draft community is concerned. Which you and I are like, forget the draft the community. Tape. He ran away from SEC defenders and he ran past them. So and he ran past them in the playoff and the national championship and the SEC he's the complete complete package running back he's the only one of those in this draft so Najee Harris yeah I mean they're just recreating it in Miami bringing in bringing the band back together all right Washington do I want to double up and have like a ridiculous defensive line you know I love that yeah Christian Barmore here Pair him up with Chase Young. Like, they're going to start getting pressure with four guys. Easy. Yeah, I love that. There's one more player I love on this board that I'm glad he's – well, I say I'm glad he's still there. I don't know if he'll fall this far, but, yeah, Christian Barmore there. So, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Alabama players in the first 19 picks. <laughs> That's really Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next we got the Bears, the Bears, um, one of these quarterback needy teams that unfortunately for them is probably going to have to wait till the second round or third round to address it if they do not trade up from where they are. So, I mean, next biggest need is probably corner um, if I'm them. So um, aside from, you know, offensive weapon, this is right in the good realm to draft another corner next best corner greg newsom from northwestern hey he's a local guy go ahead and get him not that those fans are probably northwestern fans but there you go newsom greg newsom the second northwestern cornerback going to the bears boom let's go to the colts wide receivers a big need so let's just go ahead and take the next best wide receiver available, which I'm debating about who that is, um, Elijah Moore. Ooh, to the Colts. I like it. Elijah Moore. I like him better than Rashad Bateman. He played in a fun offense this year. Yeah, I like it. Elijah Moore. Out here making me have to, to, to scroll down here to make sure I get him. Um all right, so next what we'll do, we're going with the Titans. Obviously, their vaunted running attack last year 
Uh, Falcons stole their offensive coordinator. So some things have changed. Um, they, I think that they've got a need at edge at defensive end. Um, I think that that's something that they could definitely draft. Um, but cornerback, wide receiver, those are both still needs. They've got safety on the list. Um, they're a good team. They need a couple guys here, a couple guys there to make them great. I really like the value of Aziz Ojolari dropping to this pick. So for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and take Aziz Ojolari. I think he sets the edge well. I think he rushes the passer well. Um, I think he's the best pound for pound pass rusher in this draft. Um, and it is, it is lacking on the elite side as far as this draft goes. It's a deeper draft, but um, as far as those defensive edge rushers, so definitely like his value here at this pick at 22 overall. So give me Aziz Ojolari. You took my pick, so a little upset about it. Yeah. Jets need some edge. Man, all right. They make me think. I set up my next three picks. I was like, this is going to be easy. Um, all right. <laughs> Instead of edge here, I'm going to go corner because of best available, and I'm going to go Caleb Farley for the Jets. Again, just like has all the tools for an NFL corner. So I'll take a chance on some tools because I think you're bona fide like corners are gone at this point. So let's take some tools and go Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. And if he would have played this year, he sat out. If he would have played this year, you could have probably seen him become – that bona fide corner. So, you know, not to say that he's absent of that. Um, so next we have the 24th overall pick with the Steelers. So um, looking at some of their needs, sender is a huge need for them. Um, tight end, running back, corner, edge. I mean, they can go a lot of different ways. I mean, if, a court, if the right quarterback had dropped here, they might even trade up for a quarterback to – be the future after Ben is retired, but looks like they're going to roll with Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career. Best thing to do is give him someone in front of him that can kind of seal that pocket for him. I'm going to take the best center in this draft and I'm going to take Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. Creed Humphrey. You like him better than uh, Landon Dickerson? Yes. Um, there's a few things. I mean, also just the injury, you can play him right, right away. He'll be ready for OTAs. Um, of course, <laughs> Landon Dickerson was doing cartwheels at the Alabama Pro Day. So what really are his limitations at this point? So, um, but yeah, definitely would go ahead. I, if I, if, if I've got a close enough grade on them, I'll take the guy that's not injured um, yeah. and just roll with it. So. So Urban Meyer is probably smiling at this point. If you need a safety and you're sitting here at 25 and uh, Trevon Moerig is sitting here available. So, I mean, just take him. TCU safety, easy pick. Probably the best safety in the draft. So, boom, Trevon Moerig, TCU to the Jags. And, you know, it's funny because the Jags have James Robinson at running back, but and he, he had a great rookie year last year. But, man – it'd be fun to pair up the Clemson guys and get Travis Etienne 
in at running back here. It might be a little early for him, though. I think he's more of a second-round guy. But um, Moerig, definitely value pick here, best safety in this draft, bona fide starter from day one. Love the pick. Um, so now looking at the Browns, definitely think that they would be good to get an edge guy. Um, wide receiver is another need, if you will. Um, and then defensive tackle. I like uh, Jeremiah Owusu Komura from yes. Notre Dame. I think he's more of one of those all-around linebackers. You draft him, and he's just one of your dudes on defense. Whatever you really need him to do, he can do. He can rush the passer. He can play in space. Uh, I think at this point, he's an extreme value. I think that he could go in the top 15 if the right team drafted him. I think he could slip to the second round. I think there's a big flux after, you know, that big wave of offensive talent comes off the board. These defensive guys, a lot of it's preference and a lot of it is scheme fit. So I like the Notre Dame linebacker, Jeremiah Owusu-Kumura. I don't know how many more times I could actually say it, <laughs> um, but we're going to roll with it for this one. Love it. Great pick. I love him. You know, I loved him all this past season. Love saying his name. Just fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're the Ravens and Rashad Bateman sitting here for a receiver, you just draft him. So <laughs> yeah. Rashad Bateman to the Ravens. That's a fun. Uh, that's a fun matchup there with uh, with the Ravens offense and the Rashad Bateman. I think he'd fit very very well in that offense. Whew. The New Orleans Saints. I mean Saints. Um, Don't. Uh, don't screw him over just because. <laughs> Trust me, I was already looking at like the 80th overall player, the 300th overall player. I don't know. Um, I definitely don't want to give him anyone good. No, but punter. right. This is the perfect <laughs> spot for them to take a punter. No, they probably would be upset because they are looking for a wide receiver. They need someone to get downfield because, you know, Michael Thomas can't do that. So um, he's basically a tight end. So they want a downfield threat. They'd probably be pretty upset that they just lost out on Bateman. Um, they just gave hey. money to Alvin Kamara. So I don't foresee them drafting someone like ETN, who I compare a little bit to Alvin Kamara style-wise in their game. Right. Um, they've got a couple other needs, linebacker, corner, defensive tackle, safety. Um, so definitely, definitely some work to do. Um, I could see them going several different ways. Um, but you know, why not, why not go with the local kid at receiver? This is the next guy I have on my board, Terrace Marshall Jr. Wide receiver LSU. Love it. I, so I'll go, you know, Packers also want a receiver. So I'll go Rondale Moore to the Packers. I almost like Rondell Moore more in the Saints offense, but I like the like you know getting the LSU kid in with the Saints. So, but I'll go Rondell Moore to the Packers at twenty nine from Purdue. Okay, so we're getting to the Bills now, and you know as you get to this later part. This is where these good teams are drafting. This is where these teams that played well last year and, you know, they've got some 
some studs. Usually they've got young guys, so they don't need, you know, to reach. A lot of times they can take best player available. Um, in this case, need and best player available kind of hit. Um, I do like, you know, their need being an edge player. Um, I'd love for Aziza Jolari to fit right here. Um, there's a lot of mocks that show him dropping to this point. Uh, but Quiddy Pay very much from Michigan is someone else who is valued in this area. So I like Quiddy Pay um, from Michigan, edge defender. I would take him to the Bills. So I'm going to go edge to the Ravens as well. And I actually like Jalen Phillips a little more than Quiddy Pay. So if he's falling to the Ravens here, I think it's a great, great, great pick. You and I have talked. This is a very deep, like, edge pass rusher draft. Right. So, yeah, Jalen Phillips, Miami, to the Ravens at 31. Which his issue is is concussions. So, right. he's he's a concussion guy. Um, it's funny because if you look – concussions aren't funny, but it's funny the Miami pass rush because if you look at it, Greg Rousseau, who is going to be a pick either – um, on my last pick here or in the second round of, of the NFL draft. Um, he sat out the season after having 15 and a half sacks his sophomore year. And then this year, Quincy Roche and um, Jalen Phillips were the bookend pass rushers. And all they'll have three guys drafted as pass rushers this season, um, all before round four. So Phillips is definitely one of those guys. Some would argue without the concussions, he is the number one pass rusher in this draft. Unfortunately, he does have those. So you potentially get a value pick. You need to, you know, right. make sure that you got a good medical on him. If that all checks out, you feel good about it at 31, take him. It's also their second first round pick. Um, this is the one they got for trading um, Orlando Brown um, to the Chiefs. This is the Chiefs pick. So the Chiefs got their left tackle. The Ravens going with Phillips here. I like it. So that leaves the Bucks, Super Bowl champion Bucks. What do they want? What could possibly make them better than they already were? Um, there's several ways you can slice this. Um, I I definitely think that they'd love to get um, a quarterback for after Brady um, later in this draft, um, but even then. It's like Brady could play until he's 65 years old. So at this point, we don't it, like he's going to stop playing when Saban stops coaching. And that's going to be in like the year 20, 2055 <laughs> when they both die. So um, I'll go with uh, running back, I think is a good value pick here. I like running backs in the first round for the sheer fact of they get the fifth year option and how running backs legs tend to tread out after a few years you can kind of make that you get an extra year to make a decision if you want to extend them or not so it's it's a good bargaining chip so especially here at the end of the first round I love the value Travis Etienne to the Bucks 32nd overall all right who do you think is the best player that didn't get drafted in our mock draft or a player you're like, man, I feel like they could get drafted. I think if there's a the run on wide receivers, I think if there's a run on wide receivers, I, I like what you went with Elijah Moore. Obviously, we've seen guys drop um, out of the first round, and there's been 
draft picks later. But if those receivers go early in the draft, like what we had with our run, and then you took Elijah Moore, and then I took Terrace Marshall. Another guy I like to get in that discussion is Kadarius Tony. I really you like my pick. Yes. Yeah, I love I, I I love his playmaking ability, his yards after catch, um, and just he's he's just kind of one of those one of those guys. So he's basically him and Elijah Moore. I grade them very closely, um, and they're both similar body styles and stuff like that. So explosive plays. That's like the name of the game for Kadarius Tony. I think it almost devalued Kyle Trask because of how good Pitts and Tony were this year. Um, I think people think less of, of Kyle Trask after their grades on those two. So that would be my next guy up. The only, so Kadarius Tony, I compare more to Rondell Moore. Like I think they're the same player in that they both had one season where they really, really popped on tape, like breakout year, Rondell Moore's was early. Kadarius Tony's came in his last season. Um, similar size, similar explosive playmaking ability. But yeah, he, he I debated taking him over Rondell Moore, but I would have taken him both over Terrence Marshall. So like right there in that, I still would have taken the other receivers before both of them. Well, it's um, the Saints. So of course I didn't want to give them a really good pick. Um one more player I'd say is Zaven Collins. I think he's the or I still think he's the third Tulsa. best linebacker in this draft, but I think he's a top 15, 20 prospect. And so not a lot of teams after 15 needed linebacker. So he kind of fell for us a little bit, but Zayvon Collins, he was just an otherworldly linebacker for Tulsa this past season. So I think from 15 to about 40, there's a lot of players that it's just, it's, it's a crap shoot on who you want, who's your guy, you know, what your needs are, what your scheme fits are, all of those kinds of things. Um, I definitely think that the top end of this draft, it's not necessarily written in stone, but we know that, I mean, I would be very surprised if five quarterbacks make it out of the top, don't make it out of the top 10. So um, my best quarterback, my next best quarterback is actually Davis Mills. Um, But I mean, you could have a third round value on him, honestly. So you could have an early run on these quarterbacks in the first, you know, 10 picks. And then you could legitimately see, you know, no quarterbacks taken unless there's a potential reach, no quarterbacks taken until late second, early third, depending upon when guys go, what trades happen, things like that. Boom. Well, we'll, we're going to have no more NFL coverage. That's our that's our one week out of the year we have NFL coverage, but we've got more college football coverage coming your way. We are ramping back up with a weekly podcast, so we're going to talk the new rule changes with overtime, with NIL coming, the new transfer rule. All that's happened recently. We're going to talk some spring football. Now that spring football is wrapping up for, you know, this weekend will be the last weekend for spring football for the rest of the the rest of the teams, so we'll, we'll have a new post-spring top 25 after that. And then, hey, in May, we've built it out where every week we're doing a different division, just previewing the 2021 season. So it's coming. It's coming quicker than we know it. You know, I, you and I talked earlier, I got excited looking at our calendar saying it's almost time to start making some picks and previewing oh, these conferences. Yeah. This is gonna be so great. that's always fun. Get out the helmet schedule to start talking. All right, who's winning this game? What's your thought? We get some predictions. We we record them. Oh, you got them right there. Look at that. The SEC one. Another reason so, you need to watch on YouTube. We already have it ready for you right here. 
That's right. I thought I, was, I thought you had uh, filled it in already. I oh, may no, or may no, not, not have already gone through and uh, started to. So you got to. You know, I feel like if you're a fanatic college football fan, you're doing that every season. You're taking the helmet schedule, writing a W or an L, you know, a check mark or an X. So we get through that. We do it for every Power 5 conference, and then we'll do about 15 group of five in independent schools, so we can't do all of them. But we'll do a lot of them that we'll are We'll do the important ones. That's right. And if your one is not listed as important, tell us about it. And then we might do a little bonus coverage of it, give you a little breakdown of what we find out. If you want your group of five school to be included, put it in a five-star Apple review, and I promise we will include it. So oh, there yeah. you go. That will do it for this edition of The Extra Point. He is Daniel. I'm Jacob. See you.